Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I'm very excited. I'm very excited today because I have a very special guest. You know, like I have my dream guests. He's nodding. (laughs) He's nodding. Ladies and gentlemen, the incredible, the talented, the very smart, and handsome, Mike Daisy is here! Woo! Hello. Hi, Mike. Thank Hi. you for being here. I just, can I just, you know, my, the name of my podcast is Kill Me Now, and we end up talking about things that piss you off, which is usually the theme of everything anyway. But uh, I just took the subway here. This is a Kill Me Now moment. I took the subway, and I get on, and I am standing sort, sort of by the door. There's like a pole, and I put my arm around the pole. I have a very bad knee, so I always like just lean sort of against the pole. Mm-hmm. This guy sitting on the, in the seat... White ponytail, like n- really unattractive. Um, and he's like, oh, could you not lean over on me? I'm like, I've been taking the subway 
you know, what, 40 years? Cannot lean over? Like, never happened to me. And he's like, what? I'll get up and you can sit down so you're not leaning. I can never see anyone just come and just lean over me. Like, what? And then he stands next to me and doesn't stop. Like, it doesn't stop. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. What, oh, you're looking into your phone. Like, you're looking. You, what is wrong with you? Like, just you can't. And I, and I, I finally, I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, just shut up. And some woman is like, don't let him ruin your day. Don't let his negativity ruin you. And he doesn't stop. <laughs> and I just said, shut the, f- just like, I wasn't like, and I, and I, part of me was just like, I didn't want to engage, but he wouldn't stop, you know? Right, right. And then I'm making eye contact, like I do the big eye contact. He's so unattractive. He has like a pen. It was Something that said United States. So I said, oh, so I guess we're all with the entitled white. I guess this is the way it is now. Entitled white men, you know. And don't get into that, you know. (laughs) And um, it just, I said, if my kids acted like you, they would be in so much fucking trouble. He's like, why don't you look at the back of it? He always called me a nobody. You're nobody. And someone says, and what are you? He goes, well, I'm a nobody too. And then he turns his head. He goes, you can look at the back of my head. I said, oh, the one without anything inside. And then I got off the train. But then I think, this is what I think. Like, tell me if you, I feel like, like when things like this happen, because I have been feeling like negative and you know, I'm sick of it. I just need a vacation generally, I think. But like, I feel like that's a sign. You know what I mean? Like this random guy starts screaming at me on the subway and I'm like, what is the universe? Do you ever think like, what is the universe? And I don't want to think what is the, I, right. I've been in therapy, so I don't think, cause there is no universe telling me anything, but you know what I mean? Yes. Do you feel that at all or? Yes, I do. I do. So you think that this guy came God or whatever, set this whole thing up to... Well, I think there's a science-y explanation okay, of the go thing ahead. That, sounds, um, that sounds mystical, which would be that I think that people read each other's subliminal signals all the right. time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think this guy is really ready to go off on somebody and right. needs an excuse. So then, like, you seem like someone that will give back the energy that he's giving out. Right. So no, that's like, good. Like, I think that's that good. might be part of his the matrix of things. Because I also interesting. Anyone who's like, you know, homeless or solicited, you know, a solicit solicitor, like on the street needing something, someone to pay attention to them, it's always me. I'm always the one they go to. And I'm gigantic. So it's like, what is it about me where they feel like they can You know, like I'm the first one you get off the airport. You need a car. You need a car. No, I fucking live here. I don't need a fucking car. I know how to get a fucking cab, you know? Well, I mean, you literally spend your life amplifying and magnifying your stage presence. Right. So it's unlikely that that turns off the rest of the time. I'm I'm not... I'm not going to therapy anymore. I'm just going to meet with you every day. (laughs) Once a week. (laughs) Just an hour. She only charges me 20 bucks. No, I'm kidding. Um, Mike, thank you so much for being here. I, I you know, Thanks for having me. I find you very fascinating, as do most people. Um, and I did get, I do a little research. Um, you grew up, like, in nowhere land in Maine. Like, nowhere, like, neighbors? Were yeah, there neighbors? Like there, how- there, were, there were neighbors in a sense. Right. That if you went like a mile or two down the road, right, there was a neighbor. 
And but if you they, went a mile or two in the other direction, there was a neighbor, and only on one side of the road, because it's Frenchville Road, and the other side of the road is just some woods that lead down to the St. John's River and the edge of the country. So, so, so almost no neighbors. Wow. So, and it's Maine, so it's freezing, like yes. freezing, tip of Maine. Yes. And this is not the Maine people, right? Are thinking like Kenny Bunk, like yeah. No, no, this right. is so far from that that it's like another country. So, you are a little kid. Um, also, uh, I was told that the, the the traffic light. There was one traffic light, and it was far, far away. Yes, is that correct? All right. Yes, so it's in Presque Isle. Okay, which is about seventy-five minute drive. No fucking way to see the one traffic light. We would get very worked up right. about it. We would get excited about it. My sister really, and I. like, yeah. what would happen? You'd see the traffic light. Well, and... we before we got to the traffic light, we would chant. Traffic light, traffic light, traffic. We just get worked right, up about it. it. It's and actually, that was an exciting thing. Yes, very much so. And would you sit there and watch it change colors? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm so sad right now. I can't. I just. I can't imagine. Like, all right. So I believe that the reason why everyone's so fucked up now is because they don't know how to be bored. Yes, I actually believe that, too. Okay. That's actually a big part. There's some uh, shows I'm planning on making in the next couple of years, and that's actually one of the central theses is is that people don't know how to be bored. Right. And it's a huge problem. Right. Yes. So as – and most great art, inventions, you know, so much – you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, This menopause is fucking shit. You're so lucky, Mike. You don't have to go through my But, you know, uh, you know, explorations, you know, the all this stuff happened because people were like, all right, what can I do now? You know what? I have some free time. Let me go explore. Let me figure something out. Let me invent something. Let me create something. And there is none of that. But here you are in Maine. Right. Yes. Like that's all you can do. Did you have a TV? Not really. Not by the way people think of TVs. Right. Now. I had, we had a TV. Later it was color, but originally it was black yeah, and white. Yeah, I had a black and white. My parents and, wouldn't let me get it, a color. And it yeah. uh, only picked up uh, Two. one channel. Oh, which one? It was from Canada. It was the CBC. Oh, my God. Which is really not even like a channel at all because it's mostly um, hockey right. that no one wanted right, to watch. Right, right, right. Uh, and a few like American – and then sprinkled in some weird Canadian uh, children's programming during the day, which I watched because I right. was a little kid. But otherwise, it was really not and that like, watchable. Did you listen to the radio? Um, um, I did listen to some radio. Did, like as a family, would you sit around? and? I remember us doing that specifically with the um, – there was a Star Wars radio dramatization that PBS did. And I remember right. us all listening to that. But otherwise, I don't remember. My parents had that funny thing where um, they seem to have no musical tastes. Oh, like people that's are all, bad. People yeah, are yeah. always talking about like my parents would always yeah. listen to this. My parents literally had no – it wasn't even that they had bad taste. Right. They had no taste. I don't have memories of like a music would waft through the right, parlor. Right, right. There was no music right. wafting anywhere. No musical instruments. No, nothing. No piano. They definitely no. weren't playing it and they weren't even listening to it. What about like going to the library? Uh, like was there a library close by? 
nearby? Uh, there was in the middle of town. Okay. And uh, I, I was a heavy user right. of the library. Thank God. I was very, very into the library. And you were a great student or? No, I was I was not a great st- – I was a hard-to-define student. I was um, really uh, clearly precocious. Right. Um, but I was also very – what I now recognize um, – as uh, symptomatic of OCD. Uh-huh. And so I became – I would become very obsessed. I would do projects far beyond right. their original constraints, but then also not even complete other projects. Right. Oh, like yeah. that's I got, what yeah. I was like. But I would just you, often be like, well, how did – why didn't you do any of this homework? And I'd be like, mm, well, I don't know. I just didn't do well, any of that. Well, but you were probably not interested in yes. it. Yeah. You yes. know, that's like – No, that was a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. So what do you do – like you're stuck in the house. It's you have a sister. Is that correct? two sisters? I have two a, a brother si- and a sister. I have right? a brother and two sisters. Oh, brother and two sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's. Were you close? Were you like? Did you like figure out ways to entertain one another? I mean, yeah. I mean, we, just, I'm just picturing this fucking house in the middle of nowhere and with nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Well, you know, we created a elaborate series of of games. There was a, a very complex. Game called Furry Cockroach mm-hmm. that mostly revolved around me right. walking around the living room on my knees. Right. And there was a small hassock uh-huh. that I would use as a kind of boulder that I right. would throw at the smaller children. And I would knock <laughs> them down with the hassock and then right. I would lay on top of them so they couldn't move. And there was also tickling and there were right. like elaborate rules you could do right. in order to not be tortured by me. Right. But That's exciting. Well, I was the oldest. oldest was right. The, yeah, yeah. 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 I got tortured by my siblings. Yeah. It, not fun. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, for me, yes. But, but no. do you feel guilty at all now? Like um, uh, I, I do. You know, I I do feel guilty about it sometimes because I think I was particularly good right. at doing it. Right. Um. And I was young, so I think I was still learning, like what kind of a sadist I should be. Right. Right. And so I don't think I was like as enlightened as I was right. later about my sadism. Right. 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 Um, I was a little too, um, you know, like you're, you're learning and figuring things out. Um, I was a little too good. Right. The way I would do these things. And also my whole family are kind of notorious for like all four of us are very sensitive. Right. So, so I feel uh, some guilt, but then that's tempered by the fact that decades later, People still talk about it like they lived through Vietnam. Right, right. Like, like when my siblings get together, they'll they'll literally be like, and then Michael, Michael threw the hassock at us, and then Michael <laughs> held us down. Oh, the nightmares yeah, continue. But you're like lucky. they really, they really, uh, right. they really have like they lay it they, on. They yeah. lay it on, but they lay it on. It, it's sincere. It's right. like it's a performance, and it is very sincere. You know, I it was my brother and sister versus me, so I had no one, and it was the two of them with their fucking torturing me. Mm. And it was so hard. And it's still to this day. Like I texted them the other day an article I was in that I thought they'd be interested in. No response. Like I'm like, (laughs) so I write, you know, I just love it when you guys ignore me. And it's just and no response. Like just it's like you go. It's never changed. All right. Whatever. Okay. So. um all right, so you you're in it's Fort Kent, or you move, you end up moving, right? Yes. To a a a bigger to to a uh, to by any measure, just as desolate a place, right? But we basically moved from northern Maine, right. which is sort of like this 
almost fairyland kind of like it's so remote you can tell mythological stories about right. it to central Maine, right. which is more like um, spiritually dead, uh, now covered in meth, uh, burned right. oh, out yeah. trailer yes, yes. kind of energy. Uh, yes, I know that. Yeah, And that's sort of the arc of my, my – when I talk about Maine, it's really – I talk about two Maines and I often use them sort of interchangeably and the sort of more mythic one is right. the earliest one. like. The memories, and we all kind of agree on this, my sister is the closest to me in age, that the time we lived further north and more remotely was the better time. Right. When we moved to central Maine, even though then we had access to more of the wonders of like like more traffic lights. Right, right, right. Despite the addition of extra traffic lights. Right, right. The things we lost were not great. Right. How did you, how did your family end up? In rural Maine, like, were they from there, your parents? No, no. My parents, um, both from New Jersey. Same! Where in New Jersey? Point Pleasant. Oh, yes. Very nice. Mm-hmm. The shore. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up there because my father had been uh, an in-country Vietnam vet. Right. And had come back with severe post-traumatic stress disorder. No way. It's and terrible. he'd come back and then he'd gone on the GI Bill right. to um, go to college and because – he, he, everyone in that generation, all of his brothers went into the armed services right. whenever they came of age. My father was the youngest. And um, he came back and went to college and was all fucked up. And he was like, he didn't know what he was studying in college. Right. He didn't know what his interests were. But he could tell like he was going to like a community college and right. surrounded by people who are all still protesting the war he just came right. back from. But that didn't make him feel – um, upset with the pro- – he just felt completely dislocated. And then right. he was in a psychiatry, a psychology class, and they were describing um, – they were PTSD? Just, yes, basically. They didn't have the word yet for PTSD, yeah. but the guy at the front of the class was like, have you ever felt like you're outside of your body? Right, right, right. And, walk- and my father was like, yes. And he, he realized no one else had raised their right, hand. Right, And then the guy was like, when do you feel that? And he was like, oh, oh, in a dream. Right. In, in a dream I right, felt right, that. Right. And then guys were like, right, because if you felt that, you would be in a disassociative state. Right. And you would be crazy. So my father ended up uh, specializing. Like he ended up getting his master's in um, – clinical social work, and then going to work for the Veterans Administration as a therapist. That's amazing. Working with uh, mostly Vietnam era, but then other era veterans who'd been in combat situations. So he was sort of healing himself. He was using it as a tool to help himself. Yes. And yet becomes so knowledgeable and wants to help others. Oh, my God. What a great guy. I'm, I'm fond of him. And he, Uh, um, he, uh, uh, but be one of the side effects of going into like government service right. is that when you look for a job, they're like, well, you know where we do need someone for the Veterans Administration? In Maine, in, in the middle of fucking nowhere, Maine. and there's no traffic light. That's right. And, wow. and he was like, he was just so out of grad school and he took So did people come to your house? Job. Like, did he see patients at your house? No, no. He always had a, uh, there were, like when we were in Fort Kent, there was right. a, uh, um, there were a mental health center downtown right. that he saw patients. And then... Um, there was a vet center, which is part right. of this program that the government set up there all over the country still right. uh, in Bangor when we moved. Um, and that was where he, um, wow. he always saw them there. And what did your mother do? My mother uh, was originally um, a housewife. Right. And then when we moved to central Maine, she got a job as a meat cutter. 
and she worked at like uh, a supermarket. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, cutting meat. That whole fucking that meat cutter, like the thing where you mm-hmm. go back and forth. Uh, I've the, always the, wanted to do it, but I know that my fa- did she ever hurt? Like she never hurt herself, but I got I I got the same job. I was a meat really cutter, with her. Uh, never with oh, her. Too bad. It is too bad. Yeah, but uh, uh, but I I cut off the end of my finger. On the meat slicer. What? Let me say. It's uh, this one here where you can see. Oh, yeah. That sort of callus there. I and how bad? I can't. I don't want to. It was pretty bad. You know, I worked in a factory. I thought that you wanted stories of no, terrible I know. things. It's, that's awful. I worked in a factory one summer, and uh, they made heaters or whatever. I don't know. They like portable heaters. And they had this machine that put the serial number on. And it was, you put a p- plate of... Um, metal and then you pull this thing down you press a pedal and then you pull this thing down and this huge weight comes and you know puts the note and then you change the next number and right. it comes down and it just it, you know indents or what, what's it called yeah, i don't know whatever imprint. imprint thank you very much and i got my finger caught under there oh with the God. i fucking wanted to fucking kill myself Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come, it can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them, and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. All right. So here you are. You're the oldest of four. I love people's life stories. Now you're in school. Are you popular in school? Um, n- n- no, I, w- I was very unpopular 
in Join Fort the Kent. Club? Yeah. Um, because I had grown up there. And so I had not like hidden my actual identity right. in any kind of like shielding. Right. So I was like really misanthropic and strange. Right. And I was like a kid who would spend all of his time at recess, like out at the edge of the playground. Right. Um, alone making up stories. But were you and lonely? Talking about black holes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Were you lonely or were you just who you were and didn't give a shit that, you know? I think I was profoundly lonely, but really? I also had cloaked that and a lot of like I was very smart. Right. And so I'd done that thing that a lot of smart people do and some of them never actually stop. Right. Where I decided like I was so smart that I know that things like human attachment are foolish. Right. Like I that right, was right, my like right. shielding yeah, was yeah, like yeah. coping was mechanism. Like, was yeah. like, I remember really meaning and really ardently arguing that liking any music was dumb. Really? I remember arguing with people about like the idea of liking music. Like people who like music right. are foolish. Wow. <laughs> and you would go to the nth degree. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, if I And act- was everyone like, don't go near Mike, he's such a fucking asshole. Like yes. were they the, like, what about your teeth? Like did your parents come in and were like um, Tell no, us about no, Michael. My parents yeah. uh, were uh, parents of their time. Right. So they were not very involved. Oh, okay. Um, they, I don't think of them as being bad parents. They were like, I think, a normal level of involvement. But something that's really persisted after that time that I've re- come to realize is very different, certainly than today's parenting. And even then, is my parents kind of raised us like wolves. Right. Really? Like, um, yes. They – they um they they raised us like wolves like uh in the sense that no no guidance no no no, no there was guidance right. but there just wasn't a lot of like rules on top of that right i got you about or expectations right my parents had very and still do have very few expectations of about, all of you yes wow like so how do you get motivated um, it, it's it, all it's, self. It's definitely not about right. like I'll do things for. I, I get this because I talk to other people, right? Right. And I understand that for most people, the right. thing about like, and I really want my father or mother to see that I've done X or Y, right? Right. I think I have a version of that, but it's very faint and it's very far off. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, as a mother, I know, you know, and I want to know everything my kids do, but what's so weird is. Like I was afraid. I'm, I was afraid of my parents. Like they're not afraid of me. Yes. Like they're so not afraid of me. Yeah. But and I envy those parents who the kids are. You know, are afraid of them. Well, I had my mother is one of the scariest people. Did that, you get hit? Um, I did not get oh, hit. No, I did. Yeah. But belt? Um, nothing. Belt? No, nothing. Mm-mm. Wow. No. Lucky. But um, she's psychologically oh. very scary. I know that's right. true because my friends, the friends I still have now who uh, who know her. Um, agree that she's like the most frightening person. Like she, it's like scary to a level where other people are were are, were scared are scared of my mother. Like just to talk to her, or yeah. To- like um, the other day, I was playing a game with some people after I was seen a play. We were sitting at um, Ollie's, that place across from like Blair's Horizons. Yeah, and um, and we're playing a game, and the game was um, what. Who would play your mother? Right. If you cast her today, oh. and I immediately was like super clear. I was like, it would be Frances McDormand, <laughs> clearly. Right. But it'd be Frances McDormand uh, from that Three Billboards movie. Oh, right. That yeah, everyone yeah. agrees is, is kind of over the right, top. Right. 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 But it's that. Right. Except that character at the end of the movie 
gets unjustly imprisoned in a woman's prison for about eight years and then is released, not freed, but just right. released because she served her time. Even right. she didn't. And so it's that character, but even harder. Wow. That's what my mother's like. So did you feel loved or nurtured or? Um, yeah. I mean, oh, she good. loved me like in this very like – I can kind of sum it up. Like um, she, she sounds like this, kind of like, yes, Michael, I love you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes I yes. love you. Yes. Is that what you wanted to hear? Right. I love you. All right? So Is that awful. fucking clear? Like she – Right. Curse like a sailor. Oh, no. Like it's very funny every time people are like um, – like people will talk <laughs> yes, about Yes, Michael, show. I hear you. Yes. But people will talk about uh, right. my performances and be like, I just wish if only you wouldn't curse so much. And it's very funny because I'm like, oh, that's just my mother. <laughs> like that's my mother inside of me. Right. But, um, you know, Elisa said – my girlfriend said that to me the other day. We were talking about um, these comedians who've gotten – who've blown up. And she goes, well, I think it's because he doesn't curse. I'm like, Elisa, like, like Joan Rivers curse. Like stop trying <laughs> – I. this is how I've always talked. It's a New Jersey thing. I'm telling you the cursing. I'm telling you it. It's so New Jersey. Okay. And then your father – I mean, so here's your mother. She's she's harsh. Mm-hmm. And then your father has PTSD. Yes. I mean, you can't win here. No, probably not. My form of my father's PTSD, it's funny because, you know, if you just have those facts and you know anything else, you'd seem right. like the father must be even harder. Right. But like a lot of men's PTSD, it shows itself in him being very remote. Right. So he's very loving. I can tell right. in this way that he loves me and he right. loves my siblings and he's right. very human about it. Right. He's just far away. Like right. it's very right. hard he's to el- know yeah. what – He's actually right. feeling in any given moment, mm-hmm. and um, I'm pretty sure that is the effect of of of, of the war. Right. And then his it's life just, since then, yeah, he's just like course. very far away. Um, even when he loves you, he right. just, he's just, he's kind of remote. So they divorced. Is that correct? Yes, they got divorced. When? How old were you when that happened? I was um, 28. Wow. I was 28 when they got divorced. Like, is I always want, you know, like, you know, there's this whole, you know, I'm divorced from my kid's mother. Um, and it definitely had an effect on the, se- he was seven, the other one was two and a half, he doesn't remember, so the one was seven and a half. Like, the seven and a half definitely, you know, has an effect. But there's got to be an effect on an adult child that no one, no, but no, no one really explores that no, because it's all about, you know, oh my God, these kids and what's going to happen. But right. I, there's, there's, I know so many people where the kids grew up and they were like, fuck you, I'm out of here. But how, how does that affect an, an, an adult child? Like it affected me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Actually everyone knew it would too. Um, they told me last. No way. Yeah. Everyone in the family was like, wait, we can't tell Michael. <laughs> like, like Michael's, we can't tell Michael. So they they told everyone except me. Um, they finally told me. How did they tell you? Um, I was in New Jersey. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> New Jersey is a Jew. I get yeah, it's right. Jewish. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, I was in New Jersey, and um, I was uh, I was I was visiting relatives and my mm-hmm. father, and um, my father come to New York and had seen. Um, 21 Dog Years, which right. I had just done um, in um, in the New York Fringe. It was early days. It was the summer before 9-11. Uh, and I went to 
um, I went to uh, I went out to um, I, went, I went out to see the relatives, and my father was there. And my mother they 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 literally split up, which is what they would do. And so my father was still there, and then he took me out to this pond and told me the whole story. Right. If by the whole story, I mean. We're getting divorced. Like right, he actually right. had no details right. and no information okay. and nothing useful to tell me. Right. But but it was very solemn and formal and right. he told me. Yes. And then what did you do? Um nothing in the moment. Right. But um but I uh, channeled up a tremendous amount of hatred. Really? Oh yes. Not very, sadness. No, I was very angry. I did not have a lot of sadness about it. I had a lot of anger about it. Wow. Why do you think more anger than sadness? I can actually, I've thought about it a lot. It, it's actually, for one thing, yeah. you have to understand that I had gotten married the year before. Okay. So in a very concrete way, right. I was like, you fucking people sold me a bill of goods. Right. And now I have done this thing with my life. Right. And now you're literally like, oh, that was a terrible idea. So right. I feel like oh, there was yeah, that yeah. That's level. That's great. That's good. Um, there like was that. that level. Yeah. And then there was another level where both of them at some point told me, and I'm very proud that I actually said this back yeah. to them. They both separately told me like, Michael, I just want to be happy. Oh, God. And yeah. I remember with both of them, I said, that's not your job. Right. Your job is not to be happy. Right. You've been unhappy this long. Right. You're almost at the end. Right. Do your fucking job. Do right. I look happy? I haven't been happy a right. day in my fucking life. Right. So why is that your – that is not your fucking job. Right. Do your fucking job. That's what I felt like. You know, I was um, left my first, you know, and – it was it's always been about if I'm happy, then I'll be a met better mother if I'm and it's all it's so I don't I mean, yeah, we're supposed to be happy, but no one's fucking happy. A right. most people are not unless you're really dumb, then mm -hmm. you can be happy because you're satisfied by, you know, watching friends, whatever on Netflix for a hundred billion dollars. But that is such a – it's such – I don't know. I find that to be really selfish. It's like you have kids yeah. and, you know, it's not about your fucking happiness. Yes. But the, the inverse is that I think my position was also really selfish. Like um, I – was saying really openly, right. I don't care if you're happy. Right. I don't care if you are getting better or self-actualizing. Right. I don't right. care. Right. I literally don't care. Right. I want you to do the job of being my parent. And, 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 and you I were 28. And I'm 28. Right. And I expect there to be a fucking family. Uh-huh. And our family was always fucked up. Right. So, but they were a family. There you go. Because they're so fucked up. Like I have an expectation right. that it's fucked up, but it must work because it's right. still here. Right. But now that it's broken, I have to like do a bunch of work on like how fucked up my family right. was. So now I have more work to do because you would not keep doing your job. Right. So it's selfish. And it like so that was my reaction at the time. You know, in the 15 years, 15, 18 years since then. Um I feel much more accepting right. of, like, their decision. But, like, that's what I felt. Were you though. mad that no one – like, that everyone else knew before you? I was a little mad. But yeah. actually, I understand what right. I'm like enough to know right. that why they did that. So you have – Like, everyone in the family is really difficult. Right. All the children are difficult. I'm, like – Difficult in a particular way, right. which is to say that uh, it's kind of like in my work, I wed being like highly emotional right. to having like 
fairly devastating um, logical arguments welded to the right, – like I'm right, the person right. when you tell me, I will actually tell the parent to their face that it was their jo- – like I'll actually right. say the thing I said to you, right. to them, but probably better. Right. And so no one wants to tell me the thing right. that's going to set me off because other people just – some of my siblings will just like cry. Right. Like crying is not that bad. Crying is not as bad as like, oh, I confront you back. Right. And now I'm like, why didn't you do your job? Right. Like no, nobody wants that that much. So that's so interesting. And do you think it affected the other three kids? Not not like you, though. Oh, yeah. In fact, oh, it, it did? Yeah. Are you kidding? Hugely. Affected everybody. Wow. And they were like, my littlest sister, Beth, was like not yet out of high school. She was oh, like God. a junior. Right. No, it affected everybody. Wow. Affected everybody. That's That needs to be studied. Hmm. Okay. Psychologist. On the um, other hand, it has to be said. I right. think it should be said. They were, in fact, really unhappy. Right. Through the whole marriage. <laughs> I don't know. I right. feel like when they lived in Fort Kent. They were much better. I feel like they were better. I feel I was like a you child love then. Fort Kent way more than, yeah. than Central Maine. Yeah. yeah. And I, I often don't draw that distinction right. when I'm telling stories. But people who know me well will be able to tell, oh, this is a Fort Kent story. Right. Oh, this is a Central Maine right. story. Because, like, the different things come out. And, right. like, a lot of the... Like in northern Maine, there's a lot of poverty as well, but it's in central Maine that I experienced a kind of despair right. that's actually deeper than right. I experienced in northern Maine. So you went to college. I did. Right from high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a Jew, and that's just like you have to go to college. Like there was no – was there any discussion in your family or that, or did you choose – Well, there was no discussion in my family because of this wolf thing. Right. Which uh, uh, one of the biggest ways it expresses itself right. is my family really, 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 really doesn't dictate what you need to do right. once you turn 18. Okay. Oh, okay. Like that's so, really the demarcation right. line. Right. Like in my family, once you turn 18, it's like – Bye now. To the point where it's like, bye now and if you're still here – there will be rent, right? Like you're uh, oh done. Oh my god! Like, you're all so done. not Jay. Like you're all not done. Jewish. Yeah, you're all done now. Right. I have to. Admit my work that. here has is completed. And I have to admit, it's in me too. Like right. I think I would be the same way. And actually, I have to tell you that, given what I feel like I see in my culture, right? I'm like more people should right. try to be that way. At the right. same time, I'm very sympathetic that the economy is so completely fucked right. and we've so fucked young people right. that I get how it happens. But emotionally, so so it's, so it's weird because it really gives kids an opportunity to like super fail. And I very nearly took it. I didn't apply to any colleges right. uh, at all. I didn't follow any of the routing where you're right. supposed to. Right. I um, didn't do any of that. And then I applied to an entire, I applied to one school. Uh-huh. That was um, a small micro IV college that my own guidance counselor was like, that's not really a school that main people go to. Like, <laughs> but that's very indicative. Of right. Like, you have to remember that my high school, literally my high school, lost its accreditation three times. No way. Yes. And losing your accreditation as a high school is really difficult. That's hard. Yeah. Yes. It also currently now today still has the highest birth rate. In Maine. No way. Yes. It's actually a really, really profoundly terrible school. That's terrible. Yes. It's Nokomis Regional High School. For are listening. you like – are you like uh, – I must mean, have I, a huge I, picture of you. Like I feel like anybody who knows Nokomis right. Regional High School, even if they were like – would actually be like he's speaking the truth about right. where we come from and we're all survivors. So like, yes, it's a 
profoundly terrible high school. It's got some – I had some interesting and even good teachers in it. But right. But, like, as a whole, is a terrible, Shit. terrible high school. So – So the guidance counselor literally yeah. encouraged – like, discouraged me. For, like, from, dream smaller. Right. Yeah. So where did you end up? Col- Colby, right? Yeah, that's the school I applied right. to. I got into the one school I applied to. And then, fortunately, they um, they gave me a scholarship to go because wow. I couldn't have afforded to right. go. That wouldn't, that's not plausible. So, But you took the SAT. You did all the stuff. Yeah, I did all the stuff right. with none of the things people do now. Right. Like right. I didn't do any. Like to write the essay I don't and get all did, the applications. Isn't there a PSAT? Like, yes, there's I didn't a PSAT. Do I didn't do anything there's except another one too. I just ACT. literally took yeah. the one test that you have to take. Right. And I did nothing else. So, and what did you study? I, I <laughs> this is very me. I um I created my own major. Oh. Mm, shocking. Uh, I know. Uh, which was called aesthetics, which was the philosophical study of beauty and art. Right. But really it should have been called a loose title that allows Mike to redefine it whenever he wants to uh. by submitting changes to what he'll study so he can do whatever he feels So it's like. just a repeat of your childhood mm-hmm. where you would go, you yes. know, not do – the work, but then you'd overdo whatever. Yes. Yeah. Except so. what, it, what, it, what it turned into basically is um, I took all the creative writing courses that they had, uh, which normally were an adjunct to being getting an English degree. Right. But I took them excessively. Like I, I got them to let me in early and I took them all as workshops repeatedly over and over again, like and way more than any normal person. Right. Would. And then I took um, – Almost none of the theater classes unless they were applied theater classes. So I didn't take, like, that much history of theater. Right. But I took a lot of, like, I'm doing a production and it gives me credit. So I literally just did shows where I'm on stage or writing. Like, I I actually tried to carve out a craft-based degree where I made two or three kinds of art and got credit for it. And I did very oh little of anything else. So, and you were the only one who was doing this. I'm making up my own major. Bullshit. No, there were other people oh, who were doing. I mean, but, it's, a, it's a small yeah, liberal micro right. Ivy. Other people, but I mean, they probably had more sensible. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. Like, of they course, they probably were actually studying. Some right. Stuff. I don't know what they were doing. But so you graduate. I I did. And then. Well, I I graduated late. I okay. actually didn't graduate on time. Okay. Because my life fell apart. Okay. And so my life had fallen apart so entirely that I didn't graduate on time and I had applied before my life fell apart. I had this dream. My dream was that I would teach poetry because that's what I wanted to do. Right. Like like at a small liberal artsy right. kind of college. Um, and I'd gotten into the Iowa Writers Workshop. And wow. so that's where I thought I was going to go. Right. But then I didn't graduate on time. And so since I didn't graduate on time, I couldn't go. And then I was like in limbo for like a a year. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord. And others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, With Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Are we going to talk about the life falling apart? Sure. It's 
All right. You want so to? you're you're twenty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, about that. And twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, what happened? I had a girlfriend. Right. Uh, and we were not very close. Right. Which is an odd thing to say about someone you've been dating for years that you started right. dating in high school. But we had that thing where we were we were in a long distance relationship. Right. Where she was at one college and I was at another. Right. And so we would just get together and have really hot sex. Right. Which was hot because she was Baptist. Oh, um, wow. Oh, my God. She it's was, always the ones. Oh, my I God. Know, there was such just, a buildup because right. I, I didn't get anywhere through, right. college, through high school. Right. Um, but then like, we kept dating. How did you meet? You met her in high school. I met her in high school. Right. We were walking past each other. Right. I was coming out of an art class and she was going to like phys ed. Right. We passed each other in right. the hallway. And I had one of those moments where I was like. I know I literally had seen her before that because the school isn't that big. Right. But I felt like I had never seen her before. Right. And I was like immediately completely smitten right. with her. And it turned out she did theater. Right. And I had started doing theater. Right. And um, so then we were in plays together a lot. Wow. Okay. So you're having this long – where is she going to college? She was going to a place in upstate Vermont. Okay. So not that far. But right. Yeah. Far enough that you can like someone can choose to drive right. six hours right. and then have like a hot, hot weekend yeah. of undergraduate sex. Right. Which is like one of those weekends where like you don't do anything. Right. Except, except you're in the dorm in room and yeah. you just have sex. You fuck and you order food in. Yes. Yeah. And then that's all you do all weekend. Right. Oh and my then, god! Remember those days? Oh my god! And so you didn't good. have to fucking get out of bed like no. you did. Like four o'clock, you're like, oh, like I, I need that. <laughs> I want that back. It can happen. When? Okay, so, so you're fucking and yes. having the best time, and then going back, and you're really in your head separated from her. You like it's not yes. like you're like, oh, I miss you. I'm longing no, for yeah. No, we like like. Did you talk on the phone? I mean, we talked on the phone, but like it was those days. So like, I didn't. Uh, there were no cell phones. Right. And I didn't own a phone in my room. Right. That's expensive. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, have one either. Yeah, yeah, there was like a hallway phone. Same. So so we talked, but like not that not as often. You know what I mean? Like it was like you. I remember like you'd sit on the phone for hours mm -hmm. you know oh my god what are you doing oh don't say goodbye oh no you say goodbye now. Yes. you know and, yes. so there was none of that right because now you can like finish the phone call right and you can do that via texting right yeah so it's the same thing of like continuously yeah sort of going on and not but, wanting the other but person. used to yeah. have no ability yeah. except to literally be trapped on the right. phone together no so like um she uh so she's in upstate vermont and uh, especially by the time we get to like my senior year, uh -huh. we're really we're really like not talking very right. much. And I'm actually like, we should probably break up. And I've actually thought this now for like right. a year. You know, I, I've thought. But this for do a you while. think she feels the same way as you, yeah, or, or she's so. like attached to you more? No, no. I okay, think, I think she. I think okay. we feel the same way. Okay. Like, so I'm like, we should break up. And I'm actually like talking to friends and being like, we should break up. And then, uh, and and I'm also at the same time trying to get together with her, right? Because you want to fuck. Well, that, yeah. and also because like other, I don't know. I just haven't said. So I'm always like, I'm gonna have a show coming up. You want to come? She's like, right. I can't come. I'm like, I can come to you. She's like, right. I'm busy this weekend, right. and she's been putting off forever. Right. So then I get a phone call on the dorm phone in the hallway, and I go and I pick up the phone, and it's her, and she's calling me to say that her friends have staged an intervention for her, and they have taken her to the hospital because she is. Eight months pregnant. No. And she's going to have a baby Fucking. in a month. Okay. We have to stop right now so I can process this. So she never tells you she's pregnant. Does she know she's pregnant? 
That's unclear. What does it mean to know something? I feel like she did okay. know this in the is... sense that in the sense that I think she knew. But well, she your really, body. I think she really did not want to acknowledge to herself that she was pregnant. So I think that she oh pretended that she was not pregnant. So her friends are like, you're pregnant. Yes. So, but for eight months, her friends were, and you'd seen her in those eight months, right? I saw her early in those eight months, right? Before she was showing, right? But I had not seen her like she, like they you know, had I to go she, in, like, oh yeah, they had God. to. What have about her parents? I think she'd avoided going home, and then when she had, I think she wore sweaters. I think she had a whole thing worked out. Oh my God! Okay, so yeah. you pick up the phone, you hear this mm-hmm. stomach, like. Pit in stomach, angry, yeah. sad, like freaked out, like mostly freaked out. Yeah, and so you're thinking, I I have to take care of this child, or yeah. my life is over, yeah. or yeah. And 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 um, we talk about what to do, right? And we this do... is her friend you're talking. No, about. I'm talking to her. Oh, okay. She called with this. All That's right, that's her. Um, and we talk. Oh, okay, and. Got and, you. and uh, we decide that we're going to give the baby up for adoption. Okay. And so then I go to her. I remember in January waiting for the baby to be born. And we were like staying in this apartment that someone from her college had like helped her. Right. I don't know. It was some college housing. We're in this apartment. And it's Vermont in January and snow is everywhere. Right. And we're like together, but we're terrified. Right. And it's so fucked up. And we have – only thing we have in this apartment are the binders of all the people that want to adopt this baby because, of right. course, like – White? Yeah. yeah. A white ba- and, and a white baby and in this world, like, there are no orphanages. Like, this right. is what happens is you get lots of binders. Right. And so we're dutiful people. So we look at all these binders. And right. It's the craziest – Experience just looking at these binders in the snow with this person that you're um, that you were so close to, right? But even now you're so far away from because I do think there's this massive gulf, right? Where um, I'm not Baptist, right? So I don't have a giant thing about sex that would cause right. me to do the thing that she right. had done. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like trying to be a good partner, right? So I'm trying not to like have a giant right. fight about how did you do this thing. Right. Instead, I'm like, no, we're a team. Right. And so we um, – oh, the child gets born mm-hmm. and um, she changes her mind and decides Oh, to my God. This is a fucking nightmare. Yes. And you're there. You it, it, Have you already told a family that the baby is oh, theirs? Yes. I've t- I've, uh, no, no, no. No okay. family has been told. Um, I thought you meant my family. No, they, okay. they all know. Right. I, I didn't try. I, I, I'm a maximalist in your right. Like so, as opposed to like as soon as I knew this was going on, right. I basically told everyone right. that I was going through this experience. Right. I didn't have I'm a the thing. same way. I did not have a thing where right. I was like, and right. now I will interiorate this. Right, Especially right, at right. twenty, right. I was like, I'm very right. open about what's happening. And then I, um, yeah, and then and then. I mean, it was it was sort of classic. It was like I was there with her, and then when I left, did she give birth in the room or in the hospital? At the hospital. And so she sees the baby, and it's like I'm not giving this baby up. There's a couple, like a day or two in there, you right? Know, but yes, fundamentally, yes. 
And then I'm in the position of being like, okay, you're an asshole. Like you're. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm an by ass- default. I'm an asshole. In many right. already many. Fold. Right. And then and then the problem was kind of like a piece of metal that's been stretched. I've gone through like, oh, my God, a baby's coming. But not like right. normally it's like, like half a year away right. or nine months yeah, away. Yeah, they can it's plan. It's like right now, like right. arriving like sooner right. than like your milk is going to expire in the fridge. Right. Like the baby shows up. Like you can't even talk about choices. Right. There's no choice. From a cold yeah. start. Yeah. And, then, and then it's like, okay, we're getting re- we're going to give that baby away. And then it's like. So Which is a good that. thing. Like Which it's a good yeah. thing, but very hard. Like even oh, that's yeah, a lot to prepare for. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, that's not happening. Right. Actually, we're keeping the baby, and it's still we. So I'm like, okay, and I, I just think that about that point, the metal of me right. gave out, and so I, um, so it was the spring now, going into the spring, and she, I remember, was home in, um, in central Maine, so near my college, right. And um, I was uh, in a in a huge performance of Waiting for Godot. Okay. Because, like, of course I am. Right. While I'm going through this. Right. And uh, by all <laughs> accounts, uh, apparently I was fantastic. I have no idea because right. I was in a deep dissociative right. state for that entire spring. And um, I would drive to see them. And I would sometimes not even tell them I was coming. I right. would drive. And I would, like, park my car at the Shop and Save parking lot, and I would walk up to this boulder that was on the edge of the field, and at the end of the field was the house. Right. And I would just stand there at the boulder and watch the house. And I would, like, not be able to walk. To go in. No. I would just watch. I would stay there for hours sometimes. No way. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I would get there. I remember I would get there, and it would be... You know, like the sun would be going down a little bit and it would be that winter sun like right. it is now. And I would like wait until the lights came on in the house and I would just like wait. Wow. I'd just stand there. Did they ever come out or no, no. did you ever see them through the window? No. I mean, I visited a, only a couple of times. Right. But I mean, many times I made oh, this wow. trip. wow. So That's I seemed intense. very remote. And right. I was very remote. I'm going to be clear. I was right. very remote. Right. But then I kept coming. I was so fucked Right. Up. I was really, really Of course. Up. Like, who the fuck? Like, yeah. I was really fucked So up. how did you get better? Well, I mean, it's, how I got better first is that I got worse. So I didn't right. graduate because Ugh. it was the spring. And I just literally was so fucked up. Right. That I is the like I it's like I wanted to punish myself. I just literally right. didn't finish like a language. Co- right. I, I did these dumb things and didn't finish them and failed them. And then right. I was like, I don't care. Right. And well, I mean, if you're yeah. on a scholarship, right. though, they, you don't, ca- right, they don't magically right. give you more scholarship right. because your life fell apart. Right. They're just like, okay, you can leave Fuck now. Fuck you, yeah. And so kind of like my own nightmare of everything about my life, I like end up in central Maine oh, God. with no money or prospects right. or degree or anything uh, living with my parents. Oh, God. And um, Paying rent. Uh, they did not make me pay oh, rent, but good. only because I didn't have a job yet. Right, right, right. And so, um, so yeah, so so then I tried to kill myself. Ugh. Um, yeah, I mean that like is by the fall. By the bot, that's the bottom. Yeah. Of yeah. And we broke up. I mean, it was unclear. Like we broke up by the time we it got to that summer. Right. Just because I forced to break up in the sense that I was right. totally absent. Right. And then uh, in one of those weird reversals that seems so, like, dramatically appropriate. Right. She found someone, like, right away who was a firefighter oh, in the town. Right. And was totally, like, 
a fi- I mean, like built like right, a fire, right, like, right, like a firefighter, like a man. Like I yeah. run into yeah. houses and save people. Yeah. Apparently, was like I love the idea that you have it. I will right. save it. And, right. like, and they got married like a year later, and then she's still married to him now. No way. Yes, has another kid with him. It's a whole thing. The firefighter. And do you keep in touch? No, you don't talk to her, or I don't talk to her. Um, instead, um, um, I, um, uh, I, uh, uh, so I was really wrecked and right. then I ended up doing, um, <laughs> got asked, I got a phone call one day from a former student of mine and it was my student cause I used to teach high school okay. as a side thing. Um, What'd you teach? I taught, well, I, I was hired to teach, to run the drama club right. at this little high school that's right next to the college. Right. And it, and then, um. They were calling me because they were like, so you're not here anymore, and Mr. Spears is in charge of the drama program. Right. Mr. Spears had, like, a walrus mustache. Oh, yeah. And he wore vests, and he was the Latin teacher. Right. Even though they didn't need a Latin teacher, right, but he right. would just do it anyway. Right. And so, as you might expect, he was terrible. Right. And the student was literally like, he's terrible. Right. And he gave me permission to call you and says, if you come back, like, you can take like he, he actually, you can take over. No, he was like, please, I'm terrible. Right, at this. right. He'd like happily give it up. Right. And so I remember I was on the phone with her in my parents' like kitchen. Right. And I was like, I remember I had so much pride at least right. that I actually said, "Yeah, hang on, let me check my schedule." And then I put the <laughs> phone against my chest, like as though I had any. I was like, I'm literally yeah, trying right, to kill myself. Like, right. And so then I was like, okay, I'm free. I'll come. <laughs> And so I uh, so that that saved you. It did. I went back to running the drama program for the and rest you, of the winter and the spring. Right, and, and I got finished your... my credits. And then by the time it was, uh, you know, spring. My by the time it was May. I graduated, and um, and that I left Maine. I wow. left Maine never to return. Wow. I mean, I returned to visit, so but did, never to live there. Did again. anyone help you? Like. All right. Thank God you didn't kill yourself. You did not succeed. I did in not that. succeed. Did anyone find you? Like, did you, did you, you know, was, was your family like, oh my God, I can't believe you tried to do this. I'm going to be there. for and like, I mean, you have these parents who were like, sort of not there emotionally and you're in this horrible space. Like, how did you, how did you get, yeah, get off the fucking phone. How did you get. How did you survive? I mean, it's amazing. Well, I didn't. Um, uh, it sounds crazy to say, but like, um, and it's indicative of something I should work out in right. therapy. But I, uh, I didn't involve them. Wow. <clears throat> I tried to not involve them. Right. And and I still haven't involved them. And in fact, I'm in the weird spot where I don't think my mother has, but I right. know my father has like sat in theaters and heard me talk about right. this story. And probably wants to, yeah. I don't know what he him. wants, right. but I know that he knows. Right. He knows that I have wrestled with right. uh, this a lot. Through my I life. have, um, that you know, we really talk well a now. lot about depression on my podcast because, you know, unfortunately, I also suffer from the very low lows. I can't, it's so annoying. Like, I there is a bit of when I'm in in a bad state where I don't know if you do this. Like I look around like I'm in the world, but I'm not in the world. I'm like I'm functioning and then I'm looking around going, well, what does it feel like to not, you know, 
hate yourself and want to kill you. Like, like you walk in the world and you see people doing their life yes. and you're thinking, like, what, what does that feel like? You know what I mean? Yes, yes. A- and it's I, it happens to me. And I have to tell you, when I was pregnant, that was the only time I ever felt normal. Mm. And it was, I think it was hormonal. But I was on no meds. And I felt like, oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make dinner. Like, it wasn't like, you suck, you suck, you suck. You're not doing anything. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's so, it's such a burden. And I feel like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be a comedian, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's so fucking, I get so angry about it, too. Yes. Yes. It's just a horrible, hor- but you can survive. You can, yes. With the, with the tools. Okay, so you leave me. I mean, I'm a big believer that one of the reasons yeah. that survival is possible is because, thank God, this life is not endless. Right. Like, if I actually had to hold out. Right. Forever. If right. literally we never died. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not going to work an, out. That's, yeah. I actually have gotten, like, my new way of being positive right. is that I actually tell myself, Michael, you're in your 40s now. Right. It's you it's, un, it's unseemly for you to leave the party at this point. You've right. been at the party so long. Right, right, right. Why don't you just see how far you can get at right. the party? Play I, a little game with yourself. Wait till you get just in your fifties and you're like, you're you're almost over. You're almost. <laughs> Is it nice? Does it's, it start to feel? No, it feels like. Fuck! Are you kidding me? Like I'm just. I can't believe it. I can't. You, you can't. I mean, I look at my. I can't. Like sometimes I wake up and I go, "Oh my god, I'm 56." Like I can't fucking believe. Like I really can't believe it. I don't feel old, mm-hmm. but I feel worn. You know. Yeah. And I feel you know definitely broken in, and I've had my share. When's the when's when's it going to happen? When when right. am I? Yeah, you know, it's just like this constant waiting. But no, I have to enjoy the process. But you know, <laughs> but then I have to watch everyone else getting what they. You know, it's just a this business fucking sucks cock and vagina. Um, I'm so articulate, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn. Uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs>